official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet, Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive, joined by Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. What were your thoughts leaving New England and the 2023 season is put to bed? Well, I mean, uh, you might think it was relief, excitement, but it was mostly I was just thinking back to the entire year and how exciting it was back in April and May and June and hard knocks and and the electric feeling of the first night. Um, and there was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of sadness for the year that, uh, that could have been, the year that was, and uh, just a loss of being out there on the field with the guys. Um, but, you know, our, our reality is uh, – our perspective it's informed by our perspective and what we emphasize what we decide to look at is going to inform that reality so um, i'm also really grateful uh, for all the lessons for the love and support that i got coming here for the relationships i formed with my teammates and coaching staff and the organization um, so as much as there was a lot of sadness and frustration, I was thinking on all those relationships, the people I didn't know back in April that I now call close friends, the experiences, the laughs, the jokes we had in the locker room, the, you know, going on the road together, going out to eat together, going to plays together, going to concerts together, all the little things that we did along the way. I'm thankful for, I'm thankful uh, for the organization and the fan base, the way they got excited and took me in. And, um, I am excited about next year, but I was definitely uh, a little nostalgic last night. You're one of the best competitors in the history of the sport. The last couple of weeks behind us out on the practice field when you were running scout team, what was that like? I've always loved running scout team. I mean, I grew up running scout team in the league. I, I was the backup for three years, so I made that my my Super Bowl every single week was how can I get our defense ready and how can I light them up, really? You know, I just wanted to, to dominate practice. So how can I inspire my teammates to go out there and ball out um, and what things can we do to get the defense to maybe play a little bit harder or get on their skin a little bit so they play a little a little tougher um, so I've always I've always loved the scout team and I get to run it you know a little bit in the preseason when the backups are playing and this year obviously not being <laughs> not being able to play that was kind of my uh, my opportunity but you know it was fun I, I love I, I genuinely love to practice I genuinely love to compete and it was a good few weeks, uh, and if anybody watched practice, uh, you know there was a lot of a lot of highlights. Did you have a bunch of what if moments out there? Of course, of yeah. course, yeah. And that's tough. It's a tough way to live because uh, you can't live with regrets and and second guessing. But we're human as well, and so of course you're thinking, what could have been had I not had that one awkward step on the fourth play of the game or just throwing the ball to the left or adjusted the play or whatever the heck, uh, you know, could have been different. And it's a tough, tough path to go down, but it's one that I think we all do on some level um, because we're human and uh, we love greatly and we question greatly and we judge ourselves greatly for most of us. I know I do, but um, I'm thankful for the experience and I'm thankful for uh, this year in a lot of ways. I'm brokenhearted about it at the same time. And I think both those things can mutually exist and, and it'd be okay. Before we look ahead, can we look back to week one? You've mentioned it many times coming out of the tunnel. 
in that atmosphere at MetLife Stadium. You've experienced a lot in the National Football League. What was that moment like? Well, there's been a few moments like that over my career. Uh, just really, really special. That one was right near the top. Um, there was a really cool night back in 2011, the first night of the season. We played in the first game of the year after winning the Super Bowl. We played the Saints. And the whole crowd had these this like American flag, like things they held up and they had amazing flyover. And the energy was absolutely electric. And we came out and I threw three touchdowns in the first quarter. And it was just, it was a great back and forth game that ended with a goal line stop for us to win. And that was one of the coolest nights of my career. And I would have to say that this year was was right up there with that one. Um, just the excitement you could feel in the building was unbelievable. And I just remember the feelings driving into the stadium and just how excited I was to start my career and just see the parking lot just absolutely packed to the gills with the people tailgating and being excited and rocking their jerseys and their jet gear. And um, I had been in the tunnel and, you know, they're handing out American flags to run out with. I've never run out with anything in my hands. I've always <laughs> had my helmet on and, you know, from California, you know, just run out there. Um, so I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be wild. I've never, like, what's going to happen? How do you hold this thing? And then just when you get through the the smoke, just the level of excitement and cheering was unbelievable. And we got to recreate that. We really do. And I think we will. The excitement will build again. Jets fans uh, are a great a great lot, and they want this so badly. We just need to give them a reason to believe, and I think we will. What's got you most excited about what is inside here within the organization looking ahead to 2024? Well, it's every great team I've been a part of has been high character, and through that uh, high level of character, you create the chemistry and the bonds and the relationships that that are important. They're important. The chemistry is very, very important. I think with any great team, too, it's not just a high character, but you want characters. You want those personalities, those guys that bring the levity to it, those guys that are the, you know, the quiet, you know, lead-by-example guys like the C.J. Mosley's. You need the big personalities, you know, like the Q Jeffs and the, you know, the Joe Tipman's now of the world, um, the sauce gardeners, the Jermaine Johnson's. And you need your, you know, like I said, you need your lead by example guys, the CJ Mosley, the DJ Rees, the Lakin Tomlinson, AVT. Um, and then you need your kind of jokesters, you know, the Jalen Holmes is a jokester and, uh, Q Jeff's a jokester. John Franklin Myers is a jokester. Solomon Thomas, they're all like defensive line guys. Um, we need more of those guys. You know, we we need we need more character and more characters. And I think that's one thing that the organization does a really good job. At. And I say organization, it's also a lot like Robert and his uh, belief in in the locker room and the structure of a team is. How can we create an environment where guys feel comfortable being themselves? Because when guys feel comfortable being their full, authentic selves, you see the personality, you see the character come out. You allow these guys to be characters. As long as it's, you know, we're doing stuff that actually accounts and adds to winning, I'm all for it. Because we need guys to be their full, authentic self. And I love the the freedom that Robert and Joe uh, have kind of created um, with this uh, this locker room. Do you think people are going to be downing you? from the outside obviously you just turned 40 coming off the Achilles you mentioned it before just a couple moments ago 
Jets have not been to the postseason in 13 years. Do you like that challenge? Yeah, I'll find some some internal motivation from all that stuff. Um, I don't need a whole lot. Uh, I've I've found ways to motiv- motivate myself over the years. Age is a fantastic motivator because now that you're the old guy, I think you all, you feel like everybody's doubting you already because your number changes, the first number in the age changes, uh, whether it goes a two to a three or in my case, a three or a four and, and people are like, Oh, well, that's about, uh, about it. But you know, I think there's one guy, especially that kind of proved you can play into your forties. If you take care of yourself a certain way. Um, now I'm not following the TB 12 method to a T, but I am following a method that I felt like put me in a really good position to, uh, uh, you know, to phys- physically coming into the season. Now, one bad step that I've taken a hundred times, uh, unfortunately ruined my year, but I'll be back in the gym. I'll be back, you know, on the table, getting body work. I'll be, you know, making sure I'm eating right and swimming and doing all the little things to put myself in position to, uh, to be ready to play. And then it's on, you know, a little bit of good fortune and, uh, taking care of myself to be able to get out there and play 17 plus and, and do it for a few more years. Robert Sala said he thinks you are on a mission. You're not going to stop until that mission is complete. You agree with that? And what is that mission? We're all on a mission if we're highly competitive. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. You know, the mission is to, to win and to dominate. You know, the winning is a, is a team stat. That's a team. Uh, it takes a team to win. You know, it takes three phases. It takes, 11 guys doing the same thing domination though that can be a little more individualistic i think you can dominate as a unit for sure you can be a dominant offense a dominant defense dominant teams units but um but there's a lot of that domination that can come from just the work you put in the mindset you put in and and that, that's always been my goal is to win and to dominate can you explain why you and Nathaniel Hackett work so well together? Obviously, a lot of adversity here this year. Offensive line combinations, playing with four different quarterbacks. So the thought process early on was, hey, Aaron's going to lead this thing. 17 games. Got to adjust on the fly. But can you just talk about what he brings to the table as a coach and why you work so well with him? Well, our personalities mesh. I mean, he's a very positive person. He's uh he's in love with the game and he, he treats people the right way with accountability and respect I think he's a very creative uh coordinator as well I think this wasn't a great example of what the offense can look like this was uh stripped down pretty heavily uh there were so many things and we did some of those things in the last few weeks of practice when I got the opportunity to go against the first team defense yeah. uh that we just weren't able to do based on personnel based on comfort in the system so I think there's opportunities for growth I think we need to take a hard look at uh, all the concepts we did this in 2019 when Matt came in and and we uh, you know I had uh, a little more of a pedestrian year uh, I would say as far as touchdown passes and yards go we took a good look at the offense in the offseason myself and Matt and Nathaniel Hackett and Lou Getze and came back in 2020 and had uh, an MVP season and put up uh, tremendous numbers. We were incredible in the red zone and third down, and then came back in 21 and did it again. Uh, so I think we got to look at some of the stuff that we did during those years. Um, I think 
you know, the great thing about what Matt did during that time was he was flexible and, and wasn't rigid about where well, you can only do this stuff. And Nate needs to do the same thing, you know, as I question him, as Todd Downing questions him, as whatever. It's, it's when we create an environment where it's not personal, we can, we can have high level conversations that we're not going to get offended about. That's when you can grow. And so we're going to have to look at everything we did and, uh, in the run game and the pass game and, uh, kind of fine tune some things. And then, uh, you know, when it gets out there, we got a good relationship because we trust each other. He trusts us sometimes. I just need to go. And then sometimes I got to trust the what's coming in is going to work. And that's the beautiful, the beauty in the play caller quarterback relationship. When there's trust, that goes both ways. It's not like do this play. Don't ever freaking check out of it. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I get it. There's a reason for that. You're not just freelancing out there. No, he saw this on tape or he talked about this or this is the check he went to during the week. And, and when you have that trust and, the offense is never just a paper offense. It's it's the play that's called and a million different iterations that can get us in, in an even better play. I know you don't care much about it, but do you think people fail to see the big picture when they're looking at what your insertion to this lineup is going to mean as far as impacting all the elements defensively, possibly playing with more leads, right? And then opening up things for younger guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson's other world where they're just looking at things in a vacuum as far as this year is concerned. Yeah, but that's human nature. So I don't, I don't uh, have any problem with it. I mean, we're a reactive society and uh, some of it's very justified, but when you haven't seen it done before, uh, then you have no reference point. If you can't understand, mm. uh, you know, the difference between a quarterback that can run a system and a quarterback who can be the system. That's, that's just a different, uh, different product. So there were a lot of moving pieces up front on the offensive line. There were a lot of young guys playing the perimeter. Um, but when you can become the system, it does change things. And listen, uh, you know, that's as far as I want to go with that. Uh, if you saw us in training camp, you saw that system, if you saw us in the OTAs, that was a system. If you watched the last three weeks of practice, um, that's why you'd have confidence in in uh, you know me being able to run this system and and Nathaniel being the right guy to, to lead the system. One final thing: How can this group? You had your own individual adversity throughout the year. How can this group grow collectively from its adversity? And also, what kind of message would you have for Jets fans? as far as looking ahead this business is a what have you done for me lately business and a winning isn't everything it's the only thing business and that's what vince lombardi said and it's it's true anything that has nothing to do with really winning on the field needs to be eliminated from the conversation from the locker room from the practice field from the, the comments in the media and that's how we grow as an organization is when we can understand how important that everything that we do at the facility matters and let's be intentional about our preparation our habits uh practice habits study habits that's how you become a winning football team and a winning culture when we worry too much about what's said in the media what our pff grades are uh, you know how people think about us outside the building what people are saying in the tabloids all that doesn't matter at all when it comes to winning 
then we lose that connectedness. We lose that locker room. We lose that gravitas. We lose that uh, intentionality on what is the most important thing, and that's winning. And everything that we do has to be with that that frame of mind. For the fans, you are an incredible fan base. You really are. And I have nothing but love and respect for you as a whole and also for your opinions. They matter. They're important. We hear you. We want it just as badly as you do. And I just ask that you show up with the same energy that you showed up on September 11th, 2023, and 2024. And we'll take care of the rest. Aaron, we appreciate your time. Good luck on your continued rehab here, and we'll see you back at the facility real soon. I'll be back. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.